What up, guys? Welcome back to the Nimble Agent Podcast, the pod all about helping realtors modernize their marketing strategies through social media marketing. Join our host, Kara McMaster, Chief Digital Strategist and CEO of McMaster Digital, as she dives deep into how to become a social media beast. Welcome to the Nimble Agent Podcast. Today, I have a very good friend of mine, Mr. Christian Betancourt, also the founder and CEO of Mankind Media, also known as one of the best companies I know when it comes to generating listings, when it comes to Google and Facebook ads. Uh, He has worked with hundreds of clients, generated millions of commissions for the top real estate agents in North America. Nimble Agent Podcast audience, please help me welcome Mr. Christian Betancourt. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, we're super excited to have you on here. Um, I really wanted to get you on the podcast today because, you know, I've turned to you over the years to help more clients close more deals. You are one of the best operators that I know in the business, but I really wanted an opportunity for our audience to learn what does it take to, to get more listings. Most of the clients that we've worked with over the years, they've gotten to where they are in their business because of their sphere of influence. But there is a time when we need to look at other lead generation sources. So maybe kind of just break down for me a little bit, Christian, to start off. You know, How do you work with clients? How are you helping them? Uh, let's, let's start there. Okay. So most of the clients that we have right now, they're listing agents, right? So they come to solve a problem, very specific problem, which is I want to get more listings, right? Obviously, every single realtor that works with a marketing company, their main goal is to get more clients so that they can produce uh, an ROI. But most of the people that we attract and that we work with, they are focused on getting listings. They've been around the block. They've tried many companies, many methods, and, you know, for lack of better words, many don't find success in what they've done in the past. So our goal is to not only set them up with quality prospects, but to also help them along the way to make sure that they have the right expectations, they have the right tools, and that they know how to close those deals. So that's that's our goal right now. And we're working with, uh, I would say, like over 100 clients right now in, uh, in our industry, and we're going for more and more as we speak. That's great. So you're currently generating these listings from places like Google and Facebook. Like where, where would you say in 2022 and looking at 2023, where are the best platforms to be generating these leads? Okay. So there are many avenues, right? So obviously the best leads will always be referrals, right? Because they're going to be hot, but in a place or a market where referrals are limited, right? You don't, you run out of friends, you run out of people to reach out to your bother your doctor, your, I don't know, your bank teller, you know, like so many times you only can get so many people, right? So the best way to do it is you have to go where people hang out. Why are your sellers hanging out? So they're either hanging out on social media or they're actually looking for a solution on Google, right? Google is by far my favorite platform because I'd like to compare the prospects between Facebook and Google. I think about Facebook or Instagram as a person that's looking uh, at pictures of their family members, pictures of cats, memes, whatever they're researching at the time. And then like, bam, here's a real estate ad. Obviously their mindset's not quite there. But on the other hand, when you're in Google, right? You're researching a solution for a problem. So that's where we come in. We like to leverage that power and you know, use that tool to be able to get as many prospects as possible 
right? We leverage their super amazing targeting capabilities, which are, you know, not only based on like, you know, audiences, but also related to the keywords that people search. And to me, that's so powerful. And it's made a tremendous difference in terms of quality comparing, you know, the different platforms that we've used. So I know some agents have, you know, perhaps tried Google ads in the past before to kind of talk me through, like, what should they come to expect? You know, how much money should they be spending? How many leads should they be generating in a month? What, what does a typical campaign look like? It depends on the area, right? Some areas are less expensive than others, but I would say the expectations should be the same. Nothing will be perfect. Whether you work with Google, a referral, Instagram, Facebook, I don't know, leads from the sky or heaven, nothing will be perfect, right? Like you have to come with a mindset and ready to be ready to pull up your sleeves and work. So mindset will be the first thing that you like, if you come and expect that just because they're coming from Google that you have to work less, that's the wrong expectation. So I like for my clients to come with the same expectations of hard work and effort and skill, but we ask them for a little bit more money. Obviously, generating leads on Google is more expensive because search searches are limited, right? Like, you know, you can target people on Facebook so many times as long as they're scrolling, right? Like, you know, you may see the ad in the morning at 10 a.m. You may see it later at 8 p.m. when you're looking again and you're getting some downtime. With Google, you may get a few searches down, right? Like, you may get a search in the morning, like, hey, how much can I sell my house for? You may only search for it right then, right? So that means that you may not come back onto the platform and research the same thing. So we end up paying more. Um, so I would say I recommend at least $1,000 per month on Google Ads and for ad spend. So that should be giving you anywhere between 15 to like 30 plus leads, depending on the market. And by leads, I, I, I'm talking about people that have given you uh, their address, they're the homeowners of that property, they're looking to sell within six months, and they're interested, well, basically, yeah, they're interested in selling, which is the biggest point, right? So that's that's kind of what I would look at. Does that answer your question? Yeah, so out of, say, the 30 leads that you've generated out of a $1,000 ad spend, what would you say is a typical conversion rate to get them on the phone to actually getting a listing appointment? Okay, so let's say, let's use 20. Right, as an example, let's say we give you 20 prospects this month of people that have raised their hand and said they may be interested in selling. Of that, like the next step in the sales process to me would be follow up, right? Like you have to like make enough calls so that you can get people on the phone. I expect out of 20 people, a minimum of 10 conversations that you'll reach 10 people or 50% of the people that we generate for you, right? That is done obviously by having speak to lead. We wanna make sure that you call them as soon as possible. Also having enough attempts on day one and two, that's when it's the most crucial time because after day one and two, they may forget about you. So in order to get that 50% reach rate minimum, we definitely have to be very aggressive on the first two days. So now you get out of 20, you get 10 conversations. Out of 10 conversations, right, that's where, quality comes into place and also your skills to make sure that you can overcome some of, some of the objections that you may get on the call. I'm going to give you an example, right? A common objection that you may get, you know, 
Surprisingly, people act so shocked when they get the call. Oh, I was expecting an email. Oh, I was not expecting a call. I thought like, you know, I'm not interested. I'm not, I don't need anything right now. And what a lot of people would do is like, oh, I'm sorry to bother you. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? Like, is that is that it? Is that all we got? Right? Like, they forget that the person that they're speaking with, they took at least 60 seconds of their time to answer questions, to fill out a questionnaire, and to provide us with answers that are going to guide our conversation. So obviously, what you do with the 10 is a lot based on your skill set, right? You may get three to five listing appointments. From there, you may get three listing appointments out of 10. That's what I aim for, at least three listing appointments. Um, but in order for you to do that, like, you know, you have to be skilled, right? And I think that's one of the main points that agents, they don't know how to deal with strangers very much. So we try to help them as much as possible. Um, but yeah, so kind of giving you an idea of, of what that looks like. Yeah, so I think when it comes to working online leads or a lead that wasn't made as a referral actually does take a little bit of a finesse. So can you kind of walk me through, like, how do you coach somebody, especially for, you know, some of our realtors out there who are listening, they've been doing this for a long time and often, you know, come into the game thinking that they've got already a good sales process. So how do we kind of gently coach our real estate audience to understand uh, how that that's, that process goes from taking an online internet lead who's never heard of you before to getting them to agree to an in-person listing appointment. Okay. So it takes a lot of it takes a lot of effort not only on calling, but I think on your own digital presence, right? So some of the most successful realtors that we have, they have a good digital presence in terms of if you were to Google that person today, let's say you just called me and like, I was like, oh, I just spoke to like, I don't know, Frank DeLuca, whatever his name is, the realtor, right? I'm just making that up. Then I'm going to go and Google that person, right? So I want to know who they are. Obviously, if your presence is solid, right, you're going to be able to build a little bit more trust. Everything really boils down to trust, but also it boils down to not jumping the gun. A lot of agents, what they want to do once they get a lead, they go straight to the jugular, right? The qualification process on intent. Oh, by the way, oh yeah, so yeah, I got your information. You're looking for, you know, you want to find out how much you can sell your house for. Um, so I see that you're looking to sell it soon, right? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm still debating. Oh, oh you're not sure. All right. So why don't you just, you know, connect once you're sure. That is one of the biggest mistakes that you can that you can make, right? And the biggest piece of advice that I like to give to agents is like, it's go back to basics. It's about building relationships, right? Realtors love to use that term, but they don't apply it often to how they deal with strangers, right? They, they just want to get down to business. They just want to get down to pre-qualification. Are you pre-approved? Are you ready to sell? If you're not there yet, they struggle, right? They're like, oh, well, you know, I don't see the money here. But they don't realize that it's just a matter of building relationships, right? Like it's going to take maybe three, four, five months for that person to do a transaction with you. 
but it's just a matter of like how many people can you walk through that journey at the same time rather than focusing on instant gratification which is what they do focus on the long-term play how many people can i build my pipeline for it's not a I guess an immediate result kind of business, right? So I like to make sure that, again, to go back to my point is to focus on that, building that relationship. It's about building rapport. Your first conversation is all about that. And obviously, you know, once you build that rapport, they're gonna lower their guard and open up more to you about what they're looking to do. Whether it may be tomorrow, maybe in two months, it may even be in 12 months, but you're gonna get a client out of a prospect if you treat them nicely. Yeah, so so true. Because you know, oftentimes when we're running these lead generation types of campaigns, regardless of the platform, I think what's important to remember is that there's a very very good chance that that prospect has been or is talking to multiple realtors. And if you remember that, and remember that all the other realtors are probably doing the same thing, where they're asking for that pre-approval, or they are just going straight for the jugular when all the other realtors have done the same. And I had a very interesting conversation with Mr. Peter Michael, who, you know, if you go back a few podcast episodes, who's been on the podcast before, who absolutely crushed it. He did about $2 million in volume in his first 30 days as a brand new realtor. He figured this out very early on that it's all about building that relationship. They need help. They don't need to be told that they need, they know they need a pre-approval, right? They, we have access to things like the internet. They understand the process. What they want to know is that this is a relationship built business, just like you said. And, you know, Peter Michael was telling me about, he picked up a cash buyer of a woman who had like $2 million in cash to spend. But he didn't find that out until after multiple meetings down the road. He just wanted to build that business. And now he's getting multiple deals done with this one single person. And the first mm -hmm. thing out of his mouth was not do have a pre-approval. So I think that's really important for us to remember to truly play the long game. So I, I love that piece of information. Yeah. Now, when we talk about, you know, a good sales process, you know, why why do you think agents are failing when they come into lead generation? What What is broken with their sales process? How can they improve that? Um, you know, talk to me a little bit more about that. It's a good question. So it's a lot of things. Honestly, if it were to be just the one thing, I think a lot of people would overcome this issue, right? But it's, it's many variables. Uh, the main variables are, mindset right so if you come in with the wrong mindset and expectations if you're expecting as i mentioned to you that online lead should transact immediately and that everyone should be looking right now otherwise you wouldn't qualify that as a prospect then that's immediately something where you're failing at so you need to go and come in with the right mindset um, you need to be able to know you need to know and get up every single freaking day and pick up that phone Right. It's not a matter of like, well, I do it on Monday and Tuesdays, but Wednesdays I have karate class and Thursday I have, I have cooking class and like Friday I have some coaching call. No, man, screw everything else. 80% of your job should be about sales. Right. So what do you do every day? You should be contacting prospects. You know, people didn't pick up yesterday. Try them today. How about you try from a different number? Right. So having that hunger for results and mindset is what's going to get you through the entire sales process. Because I've seen many people come in very excited, right? Oh, I want to win. Yes, I'm ready to get results. But guess what? They do that for a month 
and they don't get that immediate closing and they go into this like almost like they're depressed with re real estate leads right like they get really sad about their results and the fact that they had like 20 conversations but nobody's ready to do it so their mindset all of a sudden got crushed so guess what happens to the remainder of a of our relationship right you go into month two into month three you know, you're inconsistent at this point, you know, what do you, instead of sticking through the process all the way to the end until you start seeing the popcorn pop. So to me, that's the biggest thing. You have to be ready to do this job. If you are just coming in and you're going to give somebody money for just contact numbers, then it doesn't matter whether you get them from the president or you get them from, from you, from myself or anywhere. Yes, I, I agree that lead quality will vary, but at the end of the day, you can always, you should always be able to get a return on investment if you have enough volume, if you have the right mindset in place. So to me, that's the biggest thing. Mindset will drive consistency and discipline, right? And obviously by consistency, you have to be doing this thing every single day and not fail, right? So that those to me are the biggest things. Now, second part of a ladder is like the process, right? The execution of the plan. So for me to execute on a plan, like obviously it's about, if we're talking about sellers, right? And you're dealing with a seller prospect, let's say we give you 20, I'm going to go back to that number, right? So it's all about tracking your KPIs. How many leads am I getting per month? So I'm getting, let's say 20 leads from Google, right? I'm getting 10 leads from my mortgage broker. So how many conversations am I having from that? So like, then you need to measure conversations. How many appointments from my conversations am I booking, right? So from my conversations, let's say I just had a first time conversation with you, Kara, you're looking to buy a home, right? And my first conversation lasted probably 10, 15 minutes, right? I just used that to get to know you and for you to get to know me a little bit better. And what happens after you have my fir the first conversation? I'm going to book a consultation with you, right? So, Kara, why don't we book a call to actually show you how the process works? I want to make sure that you're well-informed about some of the biggest, uh, you know, some of the hidden costs that may be uh, coming when you purchase a property, right? I want to make sure that you have all the right information and that you get to know how we operate on our end. You know, it's free. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to work with me, but I just want to make sure that we set that time so that you're properly informed about next steps, whether you want to purchase today or in six months. How does that sound? Sounds great. Perfect. So do you want to meet for coffee? Perhaps I can meet you uh, somewhere close to your place or, you know, you name it. How does that work? I can be, I can meet you on the weekend. Oh, well, you know, that works great. Perfect. So now you just booked a consult, right? That is the second step. I would say after having the first conversation, you want to book a consultation where you discuss whether it's a seller, a property in place, could be taken as a listing appointment, or it could be a buyer consult where you just provide value. Then after that, obviously, it's just a matter of when people will be ready to do the transaction. Some people may not be ready now. A lot of people are not going to be ready now. So it's a nurturing process, right? You have to make sure that you're very good at staying in touch with people, that you have marketing campaigns, like email campaigns, like going out, right? Where you provide some value, right? Like even if it's just 
value, but like, you know, just you, you kind of want to have your name out there all the time. Some of the things that I also suggest is remarketing campaigns online, something that you're, you know, that you, you guys do a lot, Kara. Yeah, um, we're, we're big on retargeting. Yeah. So retargeting to me is like at that process, at that stage of, a, of the process, like it, it's a must, right? You either get in front of them by doing a bunch of like email retargeting and also just make, don't be shy to follow up, right? Check in with them. Like, Hey, how's everything going? I just wanted to make sure that if you had any questions, like you're going to have to follow up a lot. A lot of people are going to quote unquote, ignore you. But sometimes they're going to pop out of nowhere and they're going to be like, hey, I'm ready, right? And that's where you want to be the person they remember. Because guess what? Most of your competitors are going to drop the ball on step one or two, right? And if you want to be different, you have to do things differently, right? You have to go the extra mile. You have to stay in touch and do all the things you don't want to do. So true. So true. There's so much competition out there for these realtors. There is and there isn't. There is a lot of competition on the first initial step of the process, which is getting a conversation done. There's not enough competition on actually rolling up your freaking sleeves and staying in touch with people long term. There's not enough players there. That's why 10%, 90% of transactions are done by 10% of people. Right. It's because not only 10% are willing to go there. So, so that is my take. I, re- I really love that you're you're breaking down this process. And I'm interested to know what is your recommendation for a callback? One of one of the best real estate focused uh, sales books that I've read was the Ryan Serhant, um, Sell It Like Serhant book, loved it. And he has a concept called follow back, follow up, follow through. And he kind of walks back through like how often he calls back his leads and who he does. What do you recommend for the clients that you work with? What is the schedule that they use? Is it a time block each day? How often should you be calling these leads back? What does that look like? I think it, it would vary based on the motivation of the prospect that they're speaking with, right? Like there may be some prospects that are kind of out to be doing something within two months. So I would say weekly, right? At, at the very least, um, sorry, my phone's ringing. Um, but if it's somebody that's gonna be more long-term, I would say every two weeks, every three weeks, like you have to kind of feel it, right? Like there's some people that would require more follow-ups. They may have more questions, but there's some people that may be like, you feel like they're kind of like almost in your pocket. So you kind of have to measure that with your gut. But the thing is to be consistent, right? Like, it's not like you do it like for the first two months and then after two months, you're like, oh, well, this person didn't reply. No, you have to like, maybe you tone it down a little bit, right? Because they're not ready yet, but you still have to show up. Hey, by the way, I was thinking of you. Um, You know, I saw this property come in the market, right? So whenever you're ready, you know, I I can show you a few more like this. Like, do you like the property or what do you think about it, right? Oh, like that looks very nice, but we're not ready yet. Oh, no problem. You know, like it's just a matter of like, like it works for me too, right? So I'm going to give an example. I work with many agents and, you know, the people that I actually still work with are the people that they like, they like to bug me quite a bit. And I say bug me, right? Because it's sometimes like, I, I hate when they do it, right? But <laughs> they're the, still, the people that I remember. And actually as a salesperson myself, I'm going to go and shake, shake their hand and say like, you know what, man, you put up with my nonsense, with me ghosting you, you put up with all of my 
negativity and like telling you off, but you still showed up. So guess what? I'm going to give you the sale because you showed up, right? So I guess to answer your question, I went a little bit all over the map. It's going to depend on who you talk to, but it's about being consistent, right? That's that to me, that's the biggest thing. If you're able to nail consistency and you're smart enough to read the person that you're dealing with, then you should know automatically how often you should be touching base with them, right? But it just, to me, it boils down to that. Obviously, you know, there's going to be a lot of opinions about it, but that's what I usually focus on. Yeah, consistency is so underrated in this industry. And if you kind of think of it like when you go to the gym, we can't just go to the gym once a week on Saturdays and expect that we're going to be Mr. Swole. You have to go every single day. And instead of going for two hours on a Saturday, if you took that two hours and spread it out across the week, you're going to see way better gains than putting all of that effort and energy. So I think coming up with a consistent schedule where you block out, where I've always recommended my clients is, you know, pick a good hour every single day that you're going to block out that that one hour, you know, usually from eight to nine, kind of nine to 10, where we're going to catch people on their way to work is the best time to be calling back your leads. Mm -hmm. So you always have that out. And I think, you know, when we look at if we want exponential input, <laughs> we have to put exponential output. If we want to race to the top, we have to do more than what others are doing. So right. I think you, you really hit it on the nose. One thing I wanted to highlight there, and I don't, you know, we didn't touch on it a whole bunch, and I really wanted to get it through for the audience, is speed to lead. And us marketers, I mean, we love, <laughs> we love saying speed to lead. But what, is that, what does that really mean? Because I think that there is a different definition for everyone. But in the eyes of a man who has generated millions of dollars, in commissions for his clients what does speed to lead mean speed to lead right so that means to me from the time that we generated a prospect for you how long does it take us for how long does it take for us to get them on the phone right to have that initial touch point right so we want to get them as soon as possible because they still remember what they did right so the difference between I would say they're online right now, they're in Google. If you call within five minutes, they're still gonna be in their computer unless they were doing something else, right? So if they're right now on their computer, you wanna be the first person to speak with them, right? Why? Because stats do show that about 70 to 75% of people end up working with the first person they speak to. So by just doing that, you're already the first person to speak with. Now they're gonna get more calls because guess what? They didn't just do it for you. They likely filled out another form online. So you want to make sure that from beginning to end, you want to be the first and you want to be the last, right? So that's that speed to lead to me is getting in front of them as soon as possible, right? Getting on the phone, not not just calling the prospect because calling like, oh, I called within five minutes and they didn't pick up. Well, how many calls do you make, right? Like, do you make one? Do you make two? Do you make three on the first day? Like how soon? The, like it's to me it's about that getting in touch with them as opposed to just calling someone and say oh I did my job right that's it's a very different thing for me so true so true well Christian I really appreciate you coming on the call uh today they're coming on the podcast with us today if somebody wants to use your services what's the best way for for them to get in touch with you where can they find you best way um you know what I'm gonna do something I don't do I'm going to leave my number 647-954-9694. That's my direct number. Call me. 
Love it. Love it. Well, we're going to make sure to, we're going to put that, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can find that in the description. If you're listening to this on the podcast, it'll definitely be in the notes for you because I can guarantee this audience, there's no better place in the world that if you want to generate leads, listing leads that are outside of your sphere, Google is the place just as we outlined. And uh, Mankind Media uh, has been doing this for a while. You're, you're a numbers man, you're an operational man can't think of a better place to go. So Christian, I really appreciate you coming and sharing some of your knowledge with our audience. Uh, Thanks for so much for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. All the best to you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Nimble Agent podcast. Make sure to follow up on Instagram and TikTok at the Nimble Agent. If you'd like to learn more about the services we offer, you can visit our website, www.thenimbleagent.com. Be sure to tune in next week. As always, stay nimble, agent.